guys, in today's show, kids, we got an awesome show for you, but unfortunately, Skype was a little laggy and the audio isn't great. But it's still a great show that you should definitely listen to. We're talking about the Christian McCaffrey signing, what we're doing to kill some time in quarantine, some prop bets we have for this upcoming NFL draft, and what we learned this week. So let's go. April 14th. How are you doing today, sir? I am as good as I can be. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, good as can be in these environments. Got another crock shot from the uh, government slash ESPN with canceling the UFC this weekend. But outside of that, you know, not, not too bad. How are you uh, holding up in these as we continue into our quarantine selves? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I've recently got real excited about the NFL drafting up. That's kind of like, I was thinking, like, there's, there's, so, like, the next two, like, week and a half, there are one, two, three, four things that we can watch on TV. Sunday night is the Jordan, uh, the Bulls thing on ESPN. Yep. That's big time. And then we have three draft days. So, I'm, like, getting myself real excited about that. So that's kind of what I've been uh, up to recently. I forgot about the last dance coming out this Sunday, which is fucking awesome. I know they're doing, I think, two episodes uh, release, which, I mean, I kind of want them to drag it out a little bit further. But that's still four or five weeks worth of content because it's ten episodes. So can do quick math there. Uh, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Ten divided by two. Five. Bingo. (laughs) Uh (laughs) But, yeah, you're right. I kind of forgot about that. That's awesome. Draft is going to be awesome. We're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming draft and some bets we are making because we have been in a betting desert as of recent. Starving. Yeah, starving Marvin over here for some bets, which we'll get to. (laughs) Um, I've been trying to figure out, like, during this time, it's been weird because I've been trying to figure out times to, like, things to kill time because weekends right now are becoming my enemy. During the week, I'm fine. Like, because we have work. I go to bed earlier. I'm getting, like, a better sleep schedule because I'm like, God damn it, I just want to go to bed to get this day over with. Like, I'll work out, like, do some push-up squats. We go for a run or a hike or whatever. But weekends, man, even me getting up at, like, midday, like, noon, (laughs) I'm still like, shit, I got to kill another, like, 12 hours of my day before I can go back to sleep. That is becoming my worst enemy at this point is the weekends. I don't know how to kill time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Weekends are really tough, especially when the weather's not great. Last weekend was okay. Um, and I, I think you did as well. I mean, we had three-day weekend with uh, – I was off Friday. By the time Sunday rolled around, I was like, whoa, what am I going to do? Um, but yeah, I just, I've gone a lot of walks. I've always walked a lot, but now I'm really walking. Yeah, I was going to say, I try to walk a bunch – I try to run every once in a while, take my roommate's dog out for a walk. That's a handy yeah, thing. Yeah, take the dog out a lot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do that type of stuff. I thought I would be better at this because I'm like, oh, dude, I love just watching shit and sitting on my couch. No. I honestly spend – I don't know if you have this problem. I have. I spend more time scrolling through stuff to watch and debating stuff than I actually do watching I love scrolling, but I will legit be mm-hmm. like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me keep scrolling, though, and see what else I can find. And then I'm like, fuck, what was that first thing I thought found interesting? Then I'll go back through the scrolling again. I spend more time scrolling yeah. than I do actually watching content right now. <laughs> I do, too. And I am someone who's who loves shows, loves what I like. I, I binged the hell out of Ozark recently. But I'm 
getting to the point now where I'm bored of watching shows, and I'm actually like catching myself. I'm looking at my phone through what I'm watching. Like, wait, I didn't just pay attention to anything. It's because I'm bored with sitting around watching TV, which I love to do. It's all I like to do right now. Oh, dude, it's yeah, it's the worst. I don't know. I'm rewatching some things. Which, by the way. <laughs> I know there's been a couple tweets about this, but it really hit me yesterday because I went on. I finally went into like, all right, I've moved through Netflix. I've moved through Hulu. Now let me go to HBO and see what's on there. And Game of Thrones came up as recommended, which I know you haven't watched yet. But I thought, why the fuck would I want to watch that again? Knowing how it ended and how bad it was ruined. It's like, this is so pointless to watch again. And I know I've seen the tweets, but it hit me. I was like, damn, I don't know if there's been a show that great. That is literally just not being rewatched by people, except for people who are watching it for the first time, maybe. Which, if you're watching it for the first time, definitely recommend it. Just stop like midway through the last last season. Stop after the Battle of Winterfield and Winterfell, and then just make it all up, like what you think the ending will be, because it will be even if you think of the worst ending in the world, it'll still be like <laughs> ten times better than what those jackasses did with that show. Yeah, I won't lie. That's really kept me away from actually watching that show. Just hearing how how, how bit all the passionate people were when that show ended up. I was like, oh, well. Yeah. I feel like I really need to watch it. I probably. I would, yeah, I would definitely re watch it. Sorry, it's coming in a little laggy, so I don't know. I didn't get to the end of what you said there. But if you said you were thinking about re watching it, I would. I would just stop like halfway through the second or the final season because it is those jackasses i've never seen somebody mess something up more maybe jr smith in the finals <laughs> like that's about it <laughs> like that's the equivalent dan orlowski running out of the back of the end zone might be like the equivalent to what those idiots did with it um but yeah i just sat there thinking like damn how pissed does HBO have to be though? Like everybody's like home trying to stream content and the greatest show we've ever made. Yeah. Nobody's going back and streaming it. Like people are going back and rewatching the Sopranos. I started rewatching. People are going back to rewatch like The Wire and like other great content they pushed out. Nope, just skipping right over Game of Thrones. Except for the first time. First timers. They might be our turn. Yeah. But I found that funny and amusing. Um All right, let's get to some actual sports because this is a sports show as usual. There is some news in the NFL. We don't have games going on, but there is news. Christian McCaffrey got paid this week. Signed a four-year yes, extension, did. averaging $16 million a year. How do we feel about this contract? Um, Christian McCaffrey is still so young that I actually don't hate the contract. He is 24. He's not even 24 yet. 23. Um, He's so young. 23. 23. He's 23. So when this contract is up, he'll be 27, 28. I don't know. I can't do math for that. But he's um, I, so that's why I don't hate the deal. People maybe I'm the one to get at 27 years old. And that kind of made sense why I wanted to pay him. But if, it's, if he's only 23, I, I, I don't hate the deal. Even though he, that's a lot for a run back. Yeah, I was going to say, the fact that he's 23 for me is what does it because this man, there's a couple stat, couple things that were sent out today throughout the Twitterverse that kind of grabbed my attention as far as stats, which I'll get to in a minute. But the fact that he's so young, I don't hate yeah. at all paying this man right now because you were still getting him probably right before his prime. And what he's done in his first three seasons is incredible. He is, according, um, who was it? Uh, Evan Kaplan, who's a stats guy over at ESPN. 
He tweeted this out. McCaffrey is the only player in NFL history in his first three seasons to have 2,500 rushing yards and 2,500 receiving yards. The guy That's is insane. arguably, you can make the argument, there's a, there are players like him, but there is nobody performing on the level he's playing. Like Even if you look at Alvin Kamara, who would be considered kind of that dual yeah. threat running back out of the backfield yeah. and run the ball, he still isn't putting up the numbers he has. There was another stat line which even makes this crazier, and some of this is cherry-picked, and I usually hate these where they just like cherry-pick certain things to make guys look really good, but this is astounding, the list. Um, Paul Heppenkins, I don't know. Sorry if I mispronounced your name there, but he tweeted. I wasn't the one who did this. But in his first three seasons, McCaffrey on rush yards has 2,920. Marcus Allen, his first three years, 2,879. Receiving yards, McCaffrey. He has 2,523 receiving yards his first three seasons. Marvin Harrison, 2,478 receiving <laughs> yards. Receptions. McCaffrey has 303 receptions. DeAndre Hopkins in his first three years, 239 receptions. Yards from scrimmage, 5,443 yards. Barry Sanders, 5,391 yards. This man is a ridiculous. monster. Which is, I mean, every one of those names is in will be written in the history books, Hall of Famers, and he is outperforming yeah. them in the first three years in those individual characters or categories. This man does everything, and he does it well. So sixteen million a year before he's even twenty-seven, I have no problem paying with him. I mean, if you think of, because even if he says takes a lot of damage as a running back, you could still move him to slot, and he'd still be a hell of a oh, slot yeah. receiver. Adam Thielen, Absolutely. Adam Thielen's getting $16 million a year as a slot receiver, and this man not only can run the ball like a freak, but he can catch the ball like a freak, and he's getting the same money as Adam Thielen. So I have no problem with the money situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bring up those numbers, and that's, like, insane. Also, he had a good rookie season, but it wasn't even a great rookie season. These numbers, A lot of these numbers are really from the last two seasons, which is <laughs> makes it even more ridiculous. Uh, another player who's comparable to him, I think, came out the same year as him, but you know, he's got moved to like Alvin Cook as well. You know, to go with Alvin Kamara, but even Alvin Cook, like compared to Christian McCaffrey, he they have kind of a similar ability, but McCaffrey still on the field. He can be out, and like I said, his age, like we both said, his age is just really what gets it. And say he last year he kind of seems like he's. Fading away, but you're not really sure about it. You can just franchise him out on fifth year. So, I, I, it's, yeah, it, it's a great contract. Yeah, it is. It's astounding. And that's some it people is. are paying or being like, honestly, this was a bad move because they could have, he could have played another year under his co rookie contract and then they could have franchised yeah. him, like you said. But that's, that's kind of the shitty way to handle it. And I think the Panthers realized the face of our franchise is now gone in Cam Newton. McCaffrey's really been probably the face of your franchise the last two years, uh, maybe year and a half or so. But definitely last year was the first year franchise. Going forward, he's your most marketable player by far. He doesn't have any yeah. off-the-field issues. He seems to take care of his body really well from everything that I was kind of looking up because I was like, all right, we're looking more into Christian McCaffrey. I know what he does on the field. I don't really know much off the field. The guy doesn't have any issues yeah. off the field. He's really durable. It just it makes a lot of sense, which sucks, though, for every other GM in the league, as they look at this, they're going, motherfucker. Now I got to oh, pay yeah. all these, like running backs, running backs. And I made this argument in the playoffs last year when we saw Derrick Henry go off. Running backs have been devalued 
a lot, I think, in the NFL. There's a real mentality of, like, whatever. We can just go draft a guy, except for maybe, like, the top four guys. Like, I can just go draft a quality yeah. guy, burn him out on his first contract, and then go get another one. Running backs are a problem when you don't have them, and they're a luxury when you have them, I think, at this point. But there is a value set there. He just rose that bar. And people like Barkley who are going to come up on contracts. Alvin Kamara does, is still on his rookie Kamara, deal right now. Yep. Like, There's a lot of guys out there that just saw that price tag, and GMs are going, God damn it. Like, yep. Look at yeah. now what we're going to have to do. Their eyes lit up, but honestly, I think it's a really good move from the Panthers because like, they could – he had another year that they could have franchised him. But then they know they're going to give him a big contract. So why not give him this big contract early, paying until he's 27, not until he's 29? Yeah. 29 is really running backs, especially running backs of his workload, start to really start to deteriorate. Um, so, yeah, pay, pay him now because you're going to give him the big contract. So yeah, it's a really good move. Yeah, get it out of the way. And who knows? Maybe they can figure out a way. I mean, they got Tr- or Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe they can be the one of those teams that figures out hey, we actually can build around a running back and flips it because the NFL goes through crazy little things like swings <laughs> like, on how to build teams out. Maybe it is a guy who can literally do everything for you at a high, high level. He can run the ball and catch the ball like nobody else right now out of the backfield statistically. And that's, that's something of value, especially to a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who hasn't been a starter in a long time. I mean, hell, we were talking about whether Kyle Allen might be the future quarterback of this team Literally only because Christian McCaffrey was doing everything for them. Like, everything. all Kyan Allen did was step out there and not throw interceptions initially. And we're like, holy shit, maybe this guy could be it. But in reality, it was just Christian McCaffrey was doing everything. So having yeah. him to shoulder the load as Teddy Bridgewater steps back into his starting role is going to be super helpful. And like I said, that's their added benefit of like, hey, if he starts to diminish a little bit or you want to save him, there's the real possibility you can just make him a slot wide receiver and go draft another high-quality running back in the draft, and then you're still paying him money that a top slot wide receiver is, and there's no doubt in my mind that he'd be a top wide or slot wide receiver if that was his only position. So I'm cool with this. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Um, moving on. One thing I did forget to bridge up, that I how I am killing a lot of my times, it's not a great thing that I am doing, but it leads us into sort of our next potential football story. I spend a lot of time right now thinking of ways in which we can have sports, which last week we were like, I don't think we're going to have sports this year. I think we might have sports this year. It certainly yeah. helps, which the story that leads into this is Florida is classifying pro sports as essential services, which we'll get to in a little bit more. But I thought of it. It's going to require one very key thing, but I bridged the idea of like Fight Island with football. If we have, there's apparently a test out of like Abbott Laboratories that's their marketing as like, pregnancy test speed so like a couple minutes and you just know like that let's give mass produce that give it to all 32 teams then all you have to do is test the guys before they come in and out of the building anybody who tests positives you don't let into the building you section them like off and get them away from the team there are no fans in the stadium but if you make it like one of those situations where you can't enter the premises if you test positive i don't see how this thing spreads like wildfire we play all the games in florida we could play them and we could start the season in December then if we just move it all down there. It would be a lot, but like there's the possibility. College it, stadiums it won't be being used. Yeah, it gives me hope. It gives me hope. We want hope. That's all we can we just need something to grasp on. And this is giving us something to grasp on. Um not surprised. Gotta love Florida. <laughs> Dude, Florida being Florida, man. <laughs> that is 
that ruling that their essential services is fantastic in Florida. <laughs> because, of course. Such a Florida thing. Love it. Yeah, the rest of the world is like, we're on fire right now. Our hospital systems are going to be overrun. And Florida's like, fuck it. <laughs> we don't care. We do. Florida's just over there looking like football's coming. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> like, it's a problem. Yeah. I'm with you. I, it helps me because right now I'm having panic attacks, not actual panic attacks, um, but I'm having real <laughs> bad thoughts about the fact that, like, my my sports circle has just come full circle with Tom Brady being on the Bucks, and I may never actually see him play for the Bucks because if we That's miss true. this season, the guy's going to be 43 in August. And I don't yeah. believe I don't believe Tom Brady's going to be one of those quarterbacks where we slowly see it go. I think it's going to be one of those situations where he just wakes up one morning and his arm is gone. <laughs> and then he's shot putting the ball like uh, Philip Rivers was last season, and it is disastrous. I think he's got like maybe one more good year. And if I don't get yeah. to see that, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I already have a Tom Brady jersey coming in the mail. It was a birthday gift to me, but <laughs> it is coming in the mail. I don't know what I'm going to do if I never see him play. We went all in on him. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I have thought about that, too, when they keep bringing him up on uh, you know, ESPN or NFL Network when I'm watching. I'm just like, in, my, in the back of my head, I'm like, there might not be a season. We might not actually see him play for the Bucs. It sucks. It really sucks. He's only got um, a two years. I, I have become a little more. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> He's so old, but I have become a little more optimistic about the possibility of having sports. Um, I change every week, though, but I, I'm a little more confident that we'll have sports in the fall. Yeah, I'm becoming more confident yeah. we'll probably have pro sports in the fall. I don't know about college because I still think. Agreed. I think they're very much going to fight for college, but you have to have every. There's this idea that was floated on ESPN. I forget who floated it that it's being talked about. Or they were asking – maybe it wasn't an idea that was being floated, but ESPN was trying to float it. Or maybe you do it like if the, if you do it by region. So, like, obviously the Pac-12, the ACC, yeah. other conferences wouldn't be able to play because they're hotspots right now. But, like, the SEC could play maybe because, like, regionally they're not. But the NCA only works if you have the whole NCA working together. And I don't think – I think the optics are bad for having college kids play. I think that it's way too hard to – if you don't have actual college in session, which you brought up last week, like there's a chance kids might not even go back yeah. to college um, this fall. They might be doing it online. I think it's – the optics of it become incredibly hard to do in college, but in professional where they're getting paid to do this, this is their job. If we can do rapid testing on a mass scale before they enter facilities – I think there's a there's a possibility, especially if states like Florida are deeming it an essential service, that we're going to have sports this fall, or maybe just push back a little bit. Maybe it's not the exact start time we normally are used to. Push back a little bit, but it's becoming a real possibility. Yes, I agree. Um, college is probably um, more on the unlikely side, but yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at on that. Which is. That's I'm sure next week it'll flip and I'll be like, we're never having fucking sports again. I know. Over the world's I know. <laughs> I'll be crawled up into a ball like, damn it, I'm never going to see Tom Brady play. But for now, I'm becoming more optimistic with this Florida news and me thinking like, yeah, we can totally do this, guys. Like, we'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Uncle Dana got shut down and Dana White got shut down with not having his fights this weekend put a little bit of a dimmer. But, you know, we're still early into this thing. We're Okay. Alrighty, let's talk a little draft. There are some draft bets out there that I am liking. You were the one who proposed this. There's a bunch that yeah. I looked out there. I was like, oh, I definitely like this. 
And then there's one. Yeah. Dra- we'll do the draft picks for or the our draft bets first because that's our bread and butter gambling here. But then I do have one idea that I actually it'll come up through this. So <laughs> do you want that was incoherent? But you guys will all get this when you listen to it. So <laughs> this incoherent radio that just occurred there, but it's staying in. Would you like to kick it off with your first draft bet that you like right now? Oh yeah, easily. This one I think is it's such an easy pick. Now it is coming at minus one eighty, but that's how a lot of these wagers are. I might throw some pretty hefty cash on this one. But the when will Isaiah Simmons be drafted wager is at six and a half. That is such an under. That's the biggest under I've ever heard. There's no way, in my opinion, that Isaiah Simmons gets past the Giants at four. Now if he does get then the real sweat because I think the next two are going to go on quarterback eventually. Um, but um, and, but you don't have to worry about the trading back because Gettleman doesn't trade back. It's a big no in his box. Um, so I, 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 I love that wager, Isaiah Simmons, for six and a half. All right. I like that. I don't hate that. I'm with you. There's no way the Giants are trading back. They're staying, they're sticking right at that pick. Um, oh, yeah. The first one that. I like, which I think is it's a risky one, so we will say that, but I just love the optics of this, and I went through a bunch of mock drafts to see, like, is it really reliable? Is it is it going to be, is the potential there for this to hit? I have, mm-hmm. who will have more first-round picks? The SEC versus every other conference, and I am taking the SEC at plus 10. Most mock drafts I have right now have about 17 SEC players going in the first round, which will be enough to beat out every other yeah. conference. <laughs> so that is a plus 10 right now um, on the site I'm using, but I think they will have the most first-round picks versus every other conference combined, which I love. <laughs> like I want that Oh, I want that to happen too. That probably will happen. That's insane, dude. That's <laughs> just crazy. Oh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I have the... The when will Jalen Hurts be drafted? Second round is at plus 125. I like that. I think that's juicy. I, I like Jalen Hurts potentially going to the Patriots. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought that Jalen Hurts prior to the season would go second round, but after this past offseason, playing Oklahoma, obviously, it's quarterback university recently. Your stats are just unreal there. But I, I, I think Jalen Hurts. After seeing this year, could be a good professional quarterback. And I kind of like the second round there. Plus 125. Yeah, I think he climbs up. I think he'll be a surprise pick up earlier because I think, one, I have a – there's an interesting going around, around quarterbacks here, which actually gets to my second pick. But with Jalen Hurts, he shows he can play in two very different systems within a year transition, which I kind of like from the guy's like mental standpoint, which is a Bill Belichick. It's like, if this guy can transition from Alabama t- style offense to Oklahoma, which is a completely different scheme, you can bring that yeah. guy in and know he will learn your scheme and execute it well because he played well at both schools and was very efficient in both those offensive schemes. So I do like that as well. Here is one that I am willing to risk but could compl- this could be a complete smokescreen that's coming out, but I am seeing it more and more. I saw it on Mel Kuyper's board. 
first. Then I saw it on like Bob Buckley, I think's his name on NFL. Justin yeah. Herbert to the Dolphins, which would be yes. fucking hysterical. So I have his <laughs> like Justin Herbert getting drafted under five and a half picks because they're at the fifth yeah. pick right now. And I don't mm-hmm. I think there's no way your Redskins trade back. I think they're gonna draft Chase Young, which we can talk more about there. And then I don't think there's a reason for Miami to jump up because I don't agree. Not a chance. I don't think the Lions jump back because I I think they're going to draft Jeff Okun because Matt Patricia loves cornerbacks and that's his priority. The Giants, like you mentioned, Dave Gettleman isn't dropping back, so they're good at the fifth spot. And I keep hearing Justin Herbert to them, which would be the most overthinking it pick in the world. <laughs> but fuck it, I'm putting money on that because <laughs> it's good odds. Yeah. I don't hate that. Justin Herbert has gotten a lot of recent buzz. Um, he is that just prototypical big-looking NFL quarterback. I will give it to him. He's he's not like a big tree. He can move. Yeah. So that's 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 nice about. But um, I I don't hate Justin Herbert, but that that seems a little aggressive to take my five. But. One of bothers about this is accuracy on his balls over like 20 yards is not always the best. I don't know how, how fixable accuracy is. I think accuracy is something that's kind of hard to fix. I would agree. You can't teach I accuracy. Agree. I forget who said that or his famous line is that, but like that is not something you can teach. Um, and so Justin Herbert to me, it's so funny too because like <laughs> this is going to be, if they do this, this bails out Ryan Pace with like the Mitch Trubisky over. Um, Patrick yeah. Mahone's pick or Deshaun Watson because this is one of those situations where every single person before Tua got hurt was like Tua's going to be the number one pick. Justin Herbert yep. wasn't even in the question. Joe Burrow has since slid in and I do think even if Tua is healthy, I still think the Bengals are picking. If I were the Bengals, I'm drafting Joe Burrow because just from a marketability standpoint, it makes so much sense a kid from the Midwest. But um, Plus, you have I just think he's a, a great quarterback as well. But if you're going to draft Herbert, who could be good? Who knows? It is such a crapshoot <laughs> with quarterbacks. Yeah. But to it to me, if the only reason you're not drafting him there is because of durability, I'd much rather take the chance on a guy who got hurt this last season in redshirt him than Justin Herbert, who is not even in the same breath as a prospect as Tua right now. Like a healthy Tua yeah. and Justin Herbert side by side, healthy it's not even close to your picking so that would be the most overthinking on the miami dolphins part and who knows justin herbert could turn out great and Tua could turn out terrible or be injury prone or whatever but i just think the risk reward is much higher on Tua than it is on justin herbert and that would be so funny to me if they drafted him agreed i mean if you think about it before this season and the, before the past season of college football and for the first three weeks of college football, like, it, it was the saying was tank for Tua. It yeah. wasn't, you know, um, yeah, it was tank for Tua. So, like, I mean, that's what everyone was saying, but but it, it's kind of funny now. Now Tua's kind of getting bashed just because it was durability. When literally, it was, yeah, he was a first, the number one pick out prior to like last season. Yeah, it's insane that we're even like. Another this. fun one. Um, cool. Okay, another fun one that I looked at real quick here. Um, it's only because 
it's only thing that's kind of fun that I want to do it, but it's more for that picks. Alabama players are Big Ten players. Just because I love Alabama players. The Big Ten fans that are so passionate about wanting to be, you know, the best conference, and it would just be so funny if there were just more Alabama players drafted than the Big Ten. I would just, I would love that. So, I'm definitely going to wager on the Alabama. I mean, they're sitting at plus 150, so it, that would be just such a satisfying and funny bet to win. <laughs> that would be hilarious and be awesome cashing that ticket. Uh, yeah, Big Ten people would lose their absolute fucking minds. If I mean, we already have yes. – we might as well throw that one in. We have the SEC versus the entire country, and now the Alabama versus the Big Ten bet out there. Uh, Great bet. I have uh, – how many times will the broadcast experience technical difficulties? The over-under set at four and a half right now. You got to pump that number up. One, you have every oh, single yeah. – like we have lag issues, and we're having them like today with just us two Skyping. Never to mind every personnel – like think of every draft room for the 32 teams, but now they're going to be in whatever video conference they're using, stream. Yeah separately at their individual houses like there's no way this broadcast doesn't have more than four technical difficulties like i am hitting that i'm hammering the over on four and a half you should absolutely hammer that over first of all i've every morning since we're now working from home i've been actually watching first take technical difficulties every single morning and their show is only two hours so yeah that, that you should i'm gonna find that wager myself and hammer over four and a half that's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's insane that that's on there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, one last one here that I'm looking at. Um, they've got CD Lamb over the numbers at twelve and a half, yep. and the over is plus one hundred five. I like CD Lamb a lot, but kill like teens personally. So I probably hit that over. Yeah, the only the question I've been going back about CD Lamb because I do love him. It's whether or not it's who does I don't know who GMs are valuing more, him or Judy out of Alabama because I think the yeah. only person under twelve that's going to draft a wide receiver is the Jets at eleven because I think they're going to want to try to give Sam Darnold some more weapons. So I think it's literally just comes down to who do you who do you think is the better value, CD Lamb or Judy out of Alabama, and I think people are going to go with Judy. I love C.D. Lamb. I think whoever drafts him getting a hell of a player, but I'm with you. That over, I also had that circled, and I think I'm doing over 12 and a half on that. Yeah, yeah. Are you also a little blown away that Devontae Smith isn't in the, in the clear for the draft? Sorry. Uh, that Regards like in Alabama. Cut out. What was it? Oh, I can't believe that Devontae Smith didn't enter the draft. He had like 1,300 last year. I, I'm just kind of blown away. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, my last yeah. one that I'm going to do for this one, the exact outcome of the first three picks, it's plus 115 mm. right now. I got Joe Burrow one, Chase Young two, yep. Jeffrey Okun three. That's where I'm doing. I'm putting my money on that one. I think yeah. there's no way Matt Patricia passes up on Jeffrey Okun, and I think the other two are just set in stone, call it a day. Yeah, I mean, Patricia, they've been saying that his job is in jeopardy this year, so it would make, it would literally make zero sense 
him to draft quarterback if his job is in jeopardy. So yeah, I would expect him to take uh, Oku as well. They just lost um, anyway. They didn't away. It would make sense to bring a coup. Yep, that secondary's hurting for some help. Sorry, we're lagging up a bunch here, so we might be saying the same thing. <laughs> but I would say that, yes, that that secondary is hurting for help right now. Um, that's all I got right now. I'm sure next week we'll have a couple more before this thing kicks off. Did you have any others out there that you were looking at, or? Nothing really. I'm just kind of looking at how the like how the odds are shifting. Everything's remained pretty constant. For I laugh. I can't wait for just having betting back. I haven't been able to play a single sports bet, which makes me sound like something degenerate, but I'm going to be watching this thing so hard. It's the first I'm time. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> Duo. I'm just going to be hands on my knees right in front of the TV, like, come on, pick them. Pick them. <laughs> A draft has never been more exciting to me my entire life. <laughs> oh, it is must-watch TV over here. <laughs> it's usually something I'm following. Like, the first round I usually watch all the way through because on a Thursday yeah. or whatever, and I usually have it on. But all yeah. the other rounds, I'm usually just following on my phone. But this year, it's going to be like, come on, baby. Here we go. I got some bets in the second round. Like, I'm even looking at, like, when would J.K. Dobbins go? Like, pick over-under that second-round <laughs> yeah. action right there. Oh, oh God, man. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. All righty. <laughs> Wrap this up. Did you learn anything this week? Uh, yeah, I learned something today that made me kind of feel like I was 65 years old. Um, you're, I believe, relatively new to Snapchat, um, but I've had Snapchat for, I want to say, since I was 19, at least, probably. Um, I found out that recording a video, can, you can zoom in while, while like keeping your, you can zoom in with one hand. I always came in with the second hand zoom in because I was holding the other one down to record. Yeah, I, I didn't know that you could just slide up and zoom in. So I'm still at 65, but I learned that. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there is nothing that. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. And there is nothing that makes you feel older than learning new shit about, like, technology that you've been using for quite some yeah. time now and you're like god damn it have i hit it's like finding out a new rapper and that like is getting or a new musician that like the 20 something year olds are listening to i'm in my oh, yeah. still and i'm just like god damn it i'm old <laughs> same concept yeah. there learning something new yeah. on like instagram or snapchat or twitter i'm just like damn it i'm getting too old now yeah i i felt really stupid I did not know that either, so if it makes you feel any better. But again, I have only had Snapchat for like two months now, which yeah, is yeah. sort of crazy, yeah. but I did not know that as well. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. The more you know. We're learning things yeah. during this time of quarantine. This one isn't as fun. I realized that I hadn't thought of something or learned something new this week, except for I sort of knew these numbers, but it's jaw-dropping when I saw it again. The checkdown tweeted this mm-hmm. out. The, the whole Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles in his career than drops. This is a when when you lay it all out is fucking insane. He entered that the is league insane. in two thousand four. Wait for it. Since two thousand four when he entered the league, he has only had twenty nine drops. He has thirty nine tackles. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that possible? How is that 
that's that is I, that I mean that's <laughs> not I can't really wrap my head around no. how many receptions he has compared to how many times he's been on the field when a turnover has taken place. Way more receptions, so way more opportunities to drop the ball to actually tackle someone. That's absurd. His drop rate is point point zero two percent. If I just did that that's right, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's that's insane. Wow, oh. I, I actually didn't know that. I'm pretty mind blown. The, oh, absolutely incredible. Um, that's all I got today. That's and that'll wrap, we'll wrap that up. <laughs> so it's, oh, I apologize. He has a 2% drop rate. I did the math wrong there. But still, that's insane. He has 13. I guess it also doesn't count in. Well, that's not true. We don't know how many times he's been overthrown or whatever. But receptions, he has 13,000 or 1,378 receptions, 29 dropped since 2004 coming into the league. Fucking nuts. That's is that two percent? That might be point two. I think. It, let me, let me see. Whatever. I don't have to know. <laughs> it's insane. We're ending it before we sound like a bunch of idiots. One of us is very wrong here. Look it up. Yeah, actually, you do it. Double check. Two percent. You're right. All right. You're right. It's two percent. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, God, <laughs> some like some like ten year old is gonna hear this and be like, this is fucking idiot. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Oh God. Alright. <laughs> Let's call it a day. As always. Peace. Oh, that was good. Alrighty. Oh, we got good. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now you know. The more you know. We're learning things yeah. during this time in quarantine. This one isn't as fun. I realized that I hadn't thought of something or learned something new this week, except for I sorta knew these numbers, but it's jaw dropping when i saw it again the check down tweeted this mm-hmm. out the the whole larry fitzgerald has more tackles in his career than drops this is a when when you lay it all out is fucking insane he entered that the is insane. in 2004 wait for it since 2004 when he entered the league he has only had 29 drops he has 39 tackles <laughs> what <laughs> How is that possible? That's, That's that is, I, that, I mean, That's dude, nuts. I, I can't really wrap my head around it. No. How many receptions he has compared to how many times he's been on the field when a turnover has taken place. So way more receptions. So way more opportunities to drop the ball to actually tackle someone. That's absurd. His drop rate is... Point zero two percent. If I just did that that's right, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's that's insane. Wow, oh. I, I actually didn't know that. I'm pretty mind blown. That oh, absolutely incredible. Um, that's all I got today. That's and that'll wrap, we'll wrap that up. <laughs> so. It's, <laughs> Oh, I apologize. He has a 2% drop rate. I did the math wrong there. But still, that's insane. He has 13. I guess it also doesn't count in. Well, that's not true. We don't know how many times he's been overthrown or whatever. But receptions, he has 13,000 or 1,378 receptions, 29 drops since 2004 coming into the league. Fucking nuts. That's 
Is that two percent? That might be point two. I think. It, let me, let me say. Whatever. I don't have to know. <laughs> it's insane. We're ending it before we sound like a bunch of idiots. One of us is very wrong here. Look it up. Yeah, actually, you do it. Double check. Two percent. You're right. All right. You're right. It's two percent. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, God, some like, some like ten year old is gonna hear this. And be like, this is fucking idiot. It's Unsubscribe. Oh God. All right, <laughs> let's call it a day. As always, peace. Oh.